In the spirit of reconciliation, Tabletop Unknown acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Tabletop Unknown Previously on Tabletop Unknown Shadows and Spectres. It just goes straight through. <laughs> like straight down the middle? Just straight down the middle. I unsheathe. Is it Viz Coden's lightsaber? What the yeah. hell is that? Yeah. Is that a camera lens? Don't stand in front of it. You might want to take a step back. Uh, and I ignite it. It's a one failure. You, you go to pull it out and like the weight feels weird, so you like drop it. <laughs> Jesus. Epic music starts playing, then it's I'll try it, I guess. One failure, one advantage. Why? <laughs> do you... also drop the line. Oh, it was clearly <laughs> resisting us because we are not force sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? I'm going to join the gravy train. Yeah, okay. What does that mean? You got the fucking lightsaber. <laughs> you lose your other hand. One. <laughs> You say that, Johnny. Uh, dude, dude, one know. failure, one threat. Oh. <laughs> Success! Yay! On the manifest, there is not a lot scheduled to be going out or coming in. At the moment, it just seems to be a quiet period. Um, but if you look back a few days, you will see that there was a load of Stygium crystals... Stygium crystals could be used to, uh, in place of kyber crystals. That's what I thought. Um, now, that's how you know them to be used at this point in time, or have been used until this point in time. You have also heard that they can be used for other things. There is, if you go a bit deeper, there's like some more encrypt, some more secretive files, parts to build TIE fighters. <laughs> he invites yeah. you to sit behind him in the secondary seat. Yeah. They, the fucking cockpits close up and we start. you start to hear like the hum of the, the TIE fighters like activating. Zone. Yeah, danger zone. You're beautiful. Welcome back to Tabletop Unknown. One last time, maybe. We'll maybe, see. we'll see. We'll Fingers see. crossed, it's very late. I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we are playing Edge of the... Um, no, we're playing Age of Rebellion. Age of Rebellion, Star Wars, yes. Age of Rebellion. Well done. We last left off, Gideon was in an experimental TIE fighter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Snass and... No, Sneaky. Sneaky. Sneaky and Shasta were going up to a... Just like, like a ground-level office. Ground-level um, office yeah. in a, an experimental hangar, mm-hmm. and Kira was standing by to kill people. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Great. Take right. us away, Will. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Jesse summarized it perfectly. So we're just going to jump straight into it with, um, we're going to leave Gideon for a second and we'll come back uh, in a moment, but we're going to go over to Shasta and Sneaky and what you guys are doing. We are sneaking. Mm-hmm. You be sneaking. <laughs> we be sneaking. They see you sneaking. They hate in. They're not hating because they can't see me. <laughs> They're indifferent. I, I am also hoping <laughs> that um, Sneaky Car can give me well, a you, skill Well, you need assist. to make a stealth roll regardless, mm. and and then I can fix that, <laughs> whatever it is. So what's the difficulty to sneak into this hangar? Um, it's It's pretty sparse, so it'll be a two. One threat. Great. With my okay. five advantages, I will make sure that he does not fail. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and three successes. So, yeah, you both are sneaking and are going to be snuck for the foreseeable future. So I imagine we're sort of going to like an open sort of technological office space where mm. it's probably like programming or coding going into the ship. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of sensors. Um, so you've got some uh, some displays monitoring um, energy outputs. You've got displays monitoring um, uh, life signs. Mm-hmm. So the the pilot that has uh, that you see actually two um, sets of life signs. Um, one the heart rate is slightly elevated, and you can if you look over you can see that the guy's like having a standoff with uh, Gideon at this point. So. Mm. Um, that's probably that guy. Yeah, that checks out. There's there's another guy who's uh, in a fairly calm spot, but you can't see him yet. So, uh, yeah, life signs, energy outputs, um, 
And also, yeah, just some like diagnostic. You can actually see a really thick cable is like extending from the office out to one of the just one of the the TIE fighters. There's let's say there is six in the room. TIE fighters? Yeah, six TIE okay. fighters. So it's a it's a fairly large sort of hangar space. Yep, yep. Um, hence the reason why it needs to sort of be double double story size. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so the, the cable is sort of like snaking out and just is attached to one of them. And from that, you can see that the sp- the display that's sort of nearest to that is giving, is just going through a whole bunch of um, uh, anal- analysis of, of data and stuff like that. Yeah. Is it pure analysis or is it also recording? Uh, at the moment, it's just pure analysis. It's like it's downloading flight data mm. from say a recent flight and it's sort of sifting through all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and sneak over to that computer there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While Shasta <coughs> is doing that, I'm going to observe the readouts of some of the idle ships. Yep. Um, and I want to see, I want to sort of look through the data at a surface level to see if there's like any large energy spikes mm-hmm. that... I can then see, like, it goes up and then it's, like, um, device terminated or something like that. Yeah, sure. Does so that sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the ships that are idle currently don't have any um, – <clears throat> they're not receiving any active data, but it does have, like, some statistics from um, just just – testing statistics essentially um so you can see the fuel status of the flight of the, the the ships currently in the um in the hangar and you can see that two of them are fueled like they're ready to go essentially and those are the two that are sort of in the middle um yeah <clears throat> you can also see uh that there are two more sets of data than there is ships in the space. Okay. So from that, you can assume that there's two ships out doing a, a flight. Something. Something, okay. yeah. Um, there is uh, an analysis of energy output. So as you said, it's kind of like in a waveform almost. And you can see that there is a spike where it doesn't drop again. Like it just increases exponentially and then stays at that level for a time. Um, you can't really tell. It's not saying whether it's in like minutes or hours or whatever, but it stays up for a time and then it drops back down again suddenly towards the end of the... So let's say about a quarter of the way into the flight, if we're assuming mm-hmm. that this is a flight analysis of energy throughout a, a flight, um, then about a, a quarter of the way through the flight, it, it, it peaks and then it stays that way until about, I don't know... Uh, Probably about a, before a quarter, like it drops again about a quarter from the end. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> can I see the kind of fuel that's being used? Yep, yep. You, you can. Uh, it's just standard TIE fighter fuel. Standard starfighter fuel. Yeah. Can I like and issue any automated commands from these terminals? Like I'm thinking like surely they've got like, like they don't want a person to have to stop what they're doing and go refuel a ship. Like, do they have droids to do that sort of stuff? Uh, no, they don't because you can assume that because of the, the sensitive nature of whatever they're working they on. They don't want the, a droid to be hacked or something. Like yeah, that. Okay. and they don't want mm. anything to happen that they can't. Who would do such a of, thing? Mm, yeah. I'm just going to do a quick perception check of the hangar. Yep. I want to see if I can see any uh, fuel cores and drums, whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, while he's doing uh, that, um, can I see if there is a personal computer uh, or equivalent where there might be, for instance, data logs or mm-hmm. um, uh, research notes? There is a personal computer, yep, um, certainly, and it is uh, tech specialist first class Jumbo Juices. <laughs> Okay. And that's where I'm going. <laughs> there you go. All right, so you're going to hack that? I'm going to hack Jumbo Juice's terminal. Can you do that with a four difficulty, please? I can. Um, now, Jesse, you succeeded in your fuel... Yes, three success, two threat. Yeah, so you can see that interspersed throughout um, the hangar, mm-hmm. roughly next to where the um, the ships are all parked, there is like a floor hatch almost, um, that you can assume that's where like the the fuel fuel lines, fuel lines are. So they they like would pull them up, plug them in, yeah, and sort of recoil back into yeah, whatever. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I have a question. Yes, 
does this qualify as uh, breaking codes or decryption? Yes. Okay. <coughs> uh, is there any tools? Not in the office, no. On the floor? By the starfighters? Not by the starfighters. On the far side of the... So if you've got this kitchenette and like the, the control room on this side, mm-hmm. far side there, there's almost like a tech area. Yep. Um, and you can see that there is some tools yeah, over cool. that way. Right. That would be five success. Okay. What are you looking for? Um, basically, I want to, in these files, do a quick scan of them to try and... I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of technical technical information. I won't be able to wrap my head around, but enough to get an idea of what is roughly in these mm-hmm. um, and then basically download as much as I can yeah. onto my data pad. Sure. Um, so you see a lot of communication between tech specialist first class Jumbo Juice and- Sergeant Ted? <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Ted's Lonely Hearts uh, Club- um, cantina band. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that's his username. Yeah, that's his username. Mm. Um, yeah, so let, no, let's say it's, you know, fuck it. Let's say it's Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, not, not Moff Gideon, no, Moff Tarkin. Moff Tarkin? Yeah, he's alive. Yeah, yeah he's alive at this point. Um, Moff Tarkin. He's sending something about these TIE fighters need to be ready. Um, and he refers to the designation TIE slash PH. Mm hmm. At this point in time, you see Gideon climbing into a TIE fighter with someone. And um, uh, I'm just pausing this. I'll come back to this in a second. So mm-hmm. um, Gideon climbs into the TIE fighter. What what happens next, Gideon? Uh, Gideon takes a seat uh, behind the pilot. Yep. As instructed. Uh, and he actively looks at the controls and what the pilot does to see whether he... Uh, you know, to see if he's like familiar with the guns. Ah, oh, it's just yeah. exactly like a tie fighter. Or mm-hmm. okay, he starts it differently. He starts it like you know, just taking. In. Does Gideon have much experience in different tie fighters? Um, or was he more of like a freighter slash? No, no, no. Tie fighters. Tie, tie fighters. Tie fighters. Fighter definitely. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, what Gideon will definitely notice then is there is a there's a a, a specific panel that is in front of you. So as the, as the second seat in front of you, that is not standard. Um, it looks like it is in prototype stage. So it doesn't look sleek. It doesn't look bl- like, like, you know, empire construction. It looks like it has been jumbled together from whatever equipment is lying around. And there is, um, <clears throat> uh, you see sort of in the panel, there is a enclosed crystal and just a couple of buttons and, and stuff like that. Do I know what the buttons do? Are they labelled? You have no idea. They're, they're not labelled. Sweet. Okay. I'm so hold on to that information for a little bit. So the guy goes, um, <clears throat> what was his accent again? Oh, you big mouth. You ready to go for the ride of your life? <laughs> I didn't realise your mother was coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep laughing, big guy. You know what? There's there's hurl bags in the underneath the chair there if you need them. And um, he sort of pulls the canopy down and... Um, he chucks on his helmet, and there's a helmet there for you, if you want to put that on as well. Yeah, look, it probably would be smart. So, yeah, so you chuck on the helmet, and you automatically, like, you know, the, the plugs go in your ears, and you start hearing communication between the tower and um, and the pilot. And the yep. pilot's, you know, saying, Control, we're ready. We're ready for test flight 17B. Um, this is a TIE slash PH. TIE slash PH4, uh, ready to go out with TIE slash PH3. Uh, There's my wingman. Um, ready when you are. And they send back... Uh, TIE slash PH slash 4, you are ready for... You have given approval for your test slide. Uh, Godspeed. Oh, no, they wouldn't say that because they're Imperials. Eh? Uh, may, may the... No, not that either. <laughs> uh, may the Empire live forever in all his glory, even long after he shall be dead. Um, <laughs> and um, you sort of you don't hear it because you're in the cockpit now, but you can sort of like you feel just very lightly the the the, the tie fighter take off. It sort of spins around very slowly. You get a panning view of this um of this uh, the the hangar, and then you are facing towards the blaster, which you can see is slowly retracting. Mm-hmm. It fully retracts, and you um shoot out into the into space. Coming back to you guys. Um, watching that, um, 
also going to be keeping a very close eye on the computer that's monitoring. Yep. Um, I don't know when I will get an opportunity, but when I get an opportunity, I will move over there with my data pad and try to plug it in to mm-hmm. uh, record some of the information that it's yeah. analyzing as it's flying and actually doing whatever it is it's going to do. Yeah. Um, but I will do that after the notes have been downloaded so that I've definitely got a copy of those. For sure. Yep. Cool. I assume I have Kira on comps. Yep. Kira. <laughs> Left side of the hangar. <laughs> what about it? There's a table full of tools. What oh, about yeah. it? I need you to get an arc welder. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Yeah, there's um, there's no one really on the floor. There is a control room overlooking the hangar, so you will need to do a stealth check if you want to stay hidden from them. Hmm. I'm not going to do a stealth check. We've just been wandering around since we got into this room. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. That's fair. We just walked yeah. in and it's like, oh, okay, this yeah. is what we're doing. Oh, look. Yeah, Here's cool. a plasma cutter. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So you head over to the tools area. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? Do I know what... Well, to look. That's a really good question. Right? Why don't you do a uh, education check for me? Um, does Kira use many tools, except for? Does weaponry? an axe count? Yeah, it's a tool Beyond. for chopping things. Like, has Kira ever helped with repairs? Ever done any of that sort of work? Nothing beyond just muscle. Then that's going to be a you know, three difficulty. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, one failure, one threat. Uh, okay, so you pick up uh, what you think is an arc welder and you take it over to Sneaky Car. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yes. It's I got a, it. It's a spanner. <laughs> is it a plasma spanner? No, it's, it's a hydro just a, spanner. It's a, it's a kinchrome spanner. Kira, okay. Go back. Get something that makes fire or sparkies. Thank you. <laughs> Please, that is not it. <laughs> what? What? Do you... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try so again. Go back over to the top. Um, if, if I notice that, yeah. as, as the primary mechanic for the ship, mm-hmm. I will, under my breath, start describing... A plasma cutter. Sure. Yeah. Um, over my comm. Can you do a, a, a. Oh, no, over the comms, then you might need to do a perception check for that. Um, yeah, so head back over and uh, do a perception check at the um, at the thing for me. It'll only be a two difficulty now. And you'll get a boost dice because um, Shasta is actively assisting you. If, if Kira doesn't find it, I'll just ask her to describe the tools that she sees. Yep. Um, two, three. Two difficulty. Wrong button. Go back. Uh, one success, two advantage. Yeah, cool. Nice. So you pick up a, an arc cutter. Cool. Yeah. And you go back over to Sneaky Car with it. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She grabs it. It's like, make sure he's fine. Uh, I grab it. Mm-hmm. I go out onto the floor yep. below one of the TIE Fighters. Mm-hmm. I open up the fuel hatch. Yeah. I shove it in the fuel hatch. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. And I wait. What? <laughs> I haven't uh, turned it on. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that was an important distinction to make there. <laughs> All right. So we're going to cut back over to Gideon. <laughs> oh, boy. Gideon, you are in uh, formation. So your uh, TIE fighter is taking the slight, the slightly second position. Yep. And um, the guy in the front, still, still being a bit of a swinging dick, he's like... Mm. You ready for this? You ready for this? Are you ready for this? I plug in my space USB <laughs> and yeah. some hap hap just starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this hap hap. God, man, you really? You're going to do this to me? I haven't heard this since I left home, man. Come on. 
Uh, I turned it up loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's how it is, big guy. All right, okay. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a classic, but I'd expect that from you, okay? Oh. <laughs> Stroking my blaster. So across the comms, you hear... Um, And uh, he calls back, yeah, man, we're cool to go. We're cool to go. You ready, man? Sorry, me or? Yeah, you. PH3. Oh. My goodness, you talk more than me, and this is just unbearable. Please shut your cake hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, man, you're not going to have anything to say when you see this. And as he says That's that. That's what your mom said. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as he says that, you sort of see out of the corner of your eye, um, Ty slash PH3 just disappears. Yep. Not impressed. <laughs> oh man, you gotta hit the button. Come on, man. <laughs> Can I grab the crystal out? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's like encased. It's, it's in pretty something. encased. Yeah, okay. it's like it's got like a transparent steel like cover across it. What sort of buttons are in front of me? What colours are? There? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a big, uh, big green one and a big red one. <laughs> My gut says green. <laughs> I press green. As you slam. Yeah. <laughs> just eject. As you it's slam your hand down on the green button, this crystal just lights up and it's like brilliantly bright. Um, and as it's. Neat. Sort of, sorry? Neat. It, it lights up. You don't really feel anything. Yeah. It's just this crystal is now lit. And you hear over the comms. Um, yeah, man, we're all good. We are done. What is the readout, base? And you hear base. Yep, I draw my pistol. Yep. I'm technically uh, engaged. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. If not intimate range. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just blast through the back of his head. No, the side of his head. <laughs> the side of his head, yeah. 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 We'll go to the back. We'll go to the, <laughs> the back. back of the head. Just yeah. Um, I pictured like Gideon gauging the options while the other guy's still talking. He's still like talking. Yeah. He's deciding what mm. he's going to do. So. <laughs> Which is the most gangster. Yeah. Uh, so you blow his goddamn head off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and um, you're, you, you're, he sort of leans forward, which throws the <laughs> joystick forward. Yep, cool. Excellent. And you just start. Uh, start no one will uh, notice. Down. Can I awkwardly like throw his body into the back seat where I am and then awkwardly climb over the front seat into the uh, pilot position? I'll use a destiny point if I have to. <laughs> Fuck it. I use a destiny point to do that. <laughs> yeah. All is. right, there you go. <laughs> I did that successfully without crashing. Yep, okay. You do that. Cool. Sure, and you regain control and uh, you stabilize. Fantastic. I'll be like... Uh, Tower, this is uh, Ty PH4 reporting in. The uh, main pilot, Officer Dickface, has seemed to have some sort of stroke. He is unresponsive. I have taken over control. <laughs> Abort mission. Uh, absolutely. I just do not have a location on PH3. May he please make himself uh, aware? And then... Do I see him? Good. You do. do I see him? He, he just <laughs> appears. <laughs> yes. He just yes. appears. Yeah. That's good. And he's he's still in formation. He's managed to keep formation with you as huh? you've sort of gone into a oh, dive. slightly back. Yeah, you were oh, slightly oh, back. Yeah. Which seems like a really dumb <laughs> move on my part. Now. <laughs> I blast, blast him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. One second. And I'm still invisible, just mind you. I did not... Well, no one can push that button behind me. Yep, yep. Remind me about ship combat. So ship combat is done through gunnery and piloting checks. That's right. um, the distances are planetary scale, but the difficulties for those checks are the same as they would be in a normal combat. Yep. So if they're at close range, for instance, that's two. If it's engaged, it's one. Mm -hmm. And uh, because they're the same silhouette, that doesn't add or subtract any, nope. does it? Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Uh, yes, can you please do a piloting check? Gladly. Uh, <laughs> on a two difficulty, please. Um, Gun gunnery, gunnery to make sorry, the shot. Gunnery? gunnery to make the shot. Piloting yes. to move into position, 
gunnery to take a shot. Oh, thank you. Well, that's far less exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just ram him, but that seems dangerous. <laughs> well, that seems safe. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know where I am, so. Oh, one success, one threat. So that's a... So you're in... Is that, was that your gunnery? Or was that, that was my gunnery. Yeah, yeah. So you hit... <laughs> Pew, pew, pew. Um, but he has two armor, so that acts as soak, doesn't it? Yes. So that doesn't really do any damage, okay. essentially. Um, and now you have a pissed off TIE fighter in front of you, and you hear, like, burst over the comms. Uh, malfunction. This uh, PH4 seems to be malfunctioning. Uh, I think the uh, stroke suffering pilot may have hit something. Just, just uh, maintain course, sorting it out now. Yep, and you just hear over the comms. Absolutely oh. working on it right now. Just maintain course. I need to keep visuals on you at all times. I'd shoot again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do another gunnery check. Nothing. No, just disregard. Maybe uh, move slightly in front of me out of the way of where my cannons are clearly aiming. That um, may be the correct thing to do. I can actually reach the uh, cloaking button behind me. Uh, just bear with me, please. One, one moment, please. Um, because of the differences in your speed, he has now gone into medium? Yes. Me medium yep. range? Yeah. So engaged, close, medium, long. Um, shields apply the same as a defense, so setback dice equal to the shield rating if applicable. And on a hit, they deal the weapon damage minus the armor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what's that? Two against. I shoot again, obviously. Yep. I'm just going to shoot him until he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. Do they have, other than just your standard shot, does it have like a homing missile or a good question sort uh, of thing that will guarantee me? <laughs> no, no, it just has the forward-mounted laser cannons. Okay, no worries. Um, forward-mounted laser cannons, uh, fire up Linked, forward. I imagine. Linked. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. it's doubling the damage. Well, that's doubling the damage if you spend the two advantage to trigger the ability. And so was that two difficulty now that he's a medium, or is that three now? Three. 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 Oof. One success, two threat. And as an incidental, I will use dead to rights. Yep. Which mm. uh, spend one destiny point, add additional damage, equal to half your agility, rounded up to you one don't hit. You have any destiny Oh, points. no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't... <laughs> Didn't we have two thing. light side? All right. Well, I still hit him. So oh. We had one. Oh. I still hit him. So oh, well. yep. I'll still um, do my damage. Yeah. So da uh, so the damage for those is six. So that'll be six minus its armor. armor. So and then four. that's what goes through to the whole trauma. Yep. Threshold. Mm-hmm. So is that the same with the first hit? It was six. Uh, so I did four damage now. No, because it eight oh, damage. Yes. It yeah, it would been. be. Yeah, so yep. that would have been eight damage. So actually, yeah, that's um, that's enough then. Uh, huh. He noise. He, uh, he explodes. <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I turn. Um, Beaten I, by a technicality. Oh, yeah, the I'll best use kind of win. Space to turn towards the. Um, the tower or the, mm -hmm. the, the dock where I came from. Yeah. And because I'm invisible, I guess I'll just shoot the tower. Yes. Sure. Go for it. Um, does it maintain the cloak while. Well, it has it not been specified. Nice. Yeah. It yeah. does. <laughs> so ship's just blown up. Yeah. Uh, ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, it, hit a, he hit an asteroid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it does maintain the cloak, its speed is lowered. Mm. Okay, that's fine. Um, so what's the difficulty of the tower? Difficulty of the tower... Because it's standing still. Yeah, well, like it, can't it, it is... It also might count as a massive structure. Yeah. What yeah. if I shoot so, so, yeah, so that silhouette will be... I mean, I don't know the stats on the tower. So let's say that that silhouette, because it's on the asteroid and it's part of this facility, let's say that the silhouette is two above yours, which I think means you reduce the difficulty by two-two. Is that correct? 
one. One, one for every two. Uh, one if it's two. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one doesn't count. So do it as a one difficulty. Okay. Two failure, three advantage. So I miss. Hmm. I feel good about it. <laughs> well, you can use your advantage to trigger the twin linked and in theory yeah. mm. fire again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Maybe. Can I do that? Yeah, do it. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. Uh, one success to advantage. So, yeah, you hit. Um... Because the linked is four, does that mean it does four times does six. damage? Uh, links. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's linked four because it's got five cannons. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Fire up to four it, times. Yeah, you, you can link it up to that many times. He so. has another two advantage, so he can fire again. Yeah. Okay, so that's one hit. It's but, like uh, auto-fire for a normal, like one hit. normal gun. Six to the... To the, oh my God. the keep getting one. those advantages, you keep firing. Yeah, that's one advantage. That one no, no success, enough. though. Yeah. So I can't one, do it. Oh, well, I hit him once, one so it. I hit him... Six so you, damage. Let's say you, you uh, blow out one of the windows. Oh, do they all get sucked out? And yeah, they just get sucked out. Just, <laughs> you don't destroy the tower, no, but hey, you've that, sucked out all of the people All in the charge. people that can say, hey, there's a rogue ship that we can't see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God is good. God is good. <laughs> um, Thank you, Space Jesus. It's <laughs> <laughs> just there. You're welcome. <laughs> it's Obi Wan there. <laughs> um, so that uh, what are you going to do once you've done that? Um, the blast door is still open, so you do have access to the hangar if that's what you want. Otherwise, you can. Otherwise, you've got a free invisible ship. Yeah, I think I'll just fly around for a little bit and maybe just give the base a bit of a pounding. <laughs> While this is happening, we're going to be doing stuff too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you guys get, you guys feel like a rocking in the fucking <laughs> base. Like, because you remember you're in these like modular pods that are supposed to be temporary. So it's not like a completely solid structure. Yeah, yes, but we've bit. also been monitoring what's been going on. And at the first instance of chaos unfolding, mm. um, that's going to be Shasta's cue to disengage his data pad absolutely and motion to you guys it's time to go yeah. <laughs> uh, she, um, Sneaky's like just holding the arc like welder in the fuel thing she's like sorry what? <laughs> we need to go now before things start blowing up I know Gideon it won't last long cool do you know me? I'm about to blow more stuff up so start running <laughs> like now uh, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm Shasta going to running. send oh one <laughs> one last message through yeah. the system, yeah. um, which is just a quick evac all all hands yep. evac. Oh. Excellent, and so um, and start running. We'll say an, an, uh, the uh, evacuation alert starts going, and I imagine that's the point where explosions start happening. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so you both. What yeah. are you doing? Oh, I'm piss bolting. Yeah, piss bolting. Like, back the back way to the came or Yeah, yeah to the skiff. One the skip? of these giant tubes. Yes. <laughs> Do it. I don't know what he's talking about. He's yeah. talking about the fuel containers. Oh, yes. <laughs> as, as on my way through, I'm just going to whack into one of them. Yep, and just fuel starts flying out. Uh, pour yeah. it out. I, I just I look at it and I'm like, I'm actually awfully close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I turn it on and I lay it down like above the hatch of the fuel thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, if I knock it, it'll fall into it. Yeah, sure. I start running. I pull out my blaster and I just like I get to the end. I take an action to aim to mm -hmm. give myself a boost dice, and I'm going to take the shot to sort of like knock it into the fuel. Yep. How far away from it are you? Let's let's say long to extreme. So four, four difficulty. Two success, one threat. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you fire and it. It works. It goes in, and it lights so much quicker than you thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> and so suddenly, you just have fire everywhere. 
Um, okay, we need to go. <laughs> while while that shot's being done, mm-hmm. I assume Shasta will have made it to the skiff yep, and will be working on disabling the safeties mm-hmm. so that we can get maximum speed out of it. Absolutely, unsafe yeah. speeds. Yep. So do uh, just a quick com- uh, let's well that, to hack it. It'd probably be a computer's check. So do your computer's check at a two difficulty. Uh, I imagine Kira's two not success. Far two success. So you do that. That's perfect. Jump on board. Jump on board. Sneaky. Sneaky. Get on yes. here. I'm, co- I'm coming. Come we on. need you to drive. We don't have Gideon. Oh, yes. Uh, j- yeah, jump, the- <laughs> jump in <and laughs> straight into the chair and punch it. All right. The, uh, the power difference is noticeable. Like you just <laughs> and you, uh, it takes a very short time to get back down to the hangar. Um, and you are hearing now uh, explosions. Um, you can hear like some sort of uh, Death like, Star siren. Like glass doors closing up because, you know, there's obviously been hull breaches. Um, there's people running around not really sure what they should be doing because as you're, you're driving down these tunnels, you're sort of seeing people starting to pour out of like all these, these areas. Yeah, don't forget the there's thing. 60 stormtroopers here. There's two platoons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like this is yeah, the thing Correction, about there's bases. 60 panicking yeah. stormtroopers. Yeah. This yeah. is the thing about secret bases. No one does fire drills. It's true. <laughs> when, when you need a fire drill on a mining asteroid lab, you just, yeah, you can't. Anyway, you get back to the hangar and you see Cassian just standing there, very cool looking over these like four stormtroopers who are now dead. Um, <laughs> what are you doing, you idiot? Yes. The ship is falling apart. We need to go. But am I Did doing, you kill these people? What are you doing? This, this, I leave, I leave I'm, I'm just running straight <laughs> past him into the ship. Yes. Straight to the cockpit to disable the mine. Thank fuck. <laughs> oh, very ready to blow you up. <laughs> the second someone forgets about this mine. I forgot about the mine and I was going to push in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, but I couldn't say anything. <laughs> um, so what are you doing? You can't fly. He's got his... Oh, there's a mine. Well. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Get in the chair. I get in the chair. Cassian's just like, I don't know what you're so upset about, but... Uh, yeah. Do you stop being Spanish for five seconds? Si, <laughs> uh, senor. <laughs> can, uh, can we stop talking and punch it? So who's flying, sorry? Oh, yeah. yeah, can you do a quick uh, um, piloting check for me? Assist. And that'll be a I've got three. five planetary. You're getting a boost. Three. I know the ship. <laughs> One success, three advantage. Excellent. You're welcome. Yeah, so you, um, <laughs> I use my advantage to check the scanners before I smash into, into Gideon that's invisible. You can't see Gideon. Yeah, you're not going to be able to <laughs> Good tell. luck, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and you just punch it straight out. The wrap. I put the wrap up. Both <laughs> 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 wrap. Cassian, yeah. I don't know if he's there or not Cassian's anymore. there. He's followed you in. But he's he very, was being he's Spanish very, in the cockpit. He's very chill about it. He's like, well, you're so hurried. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's nap time. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Siesta. Yeah. Uh, so you guys... Um, Shoot out of this uh, out of this lab as you can sort of see. Um, maybe you can, like on some scanners, you see that like you're registering sort of explosions, seismic booms, things like that. Um, do we see lasers out of nowhere just yes, striking the thing? You do. You just see like something pounding it with laser fire. Um, you, you can't see what it is. You have no idea what's happened with Gideon. <laughs> I'm, I am going to broadcast on the ship channel um Gideon we're out let's go uh and this just like hardcore dubstep is playing over the speakers <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> 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 and then I um I, I, I um yeah 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 I'm just um distracted uh, I'll I'll be right over <laughs> and you sort of see it getting to a point where it looks like it's going to go critical the factory? The sh- my ship. That's fine. I was just like, hang on. <laughs> brief pause. That's yeah, right. you forgot about the other 17 <laughs> fighters. So we get that shot of like uh, the two ships. Well, no, we get the shot of one ship flying <laughs> away and uh, just the, the, the facility just detonating behind it and just exploding, uh, leaving a big crater in this asteroid. Um. So Gideon manages to somehow turn off the cloaking device. I reach back. It was really quite easy. I just <laughs> to the guy in the and tower. And it freaks you all out at first because suddenly there's just this TIE fighter that just appears next to you. Imperials! <laughs> 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 um, but uh, 
yeah, you guys managed to get away. Now you, um, so you don't, you can't jump into hyperspace because the TIE fighter is not capable of hyperspace travel. Yeah. At least this TIE fighter is not. Slut. Um, but Cassian has managed to get a message to the rebellion and suddenly, um, well, not suddenly. You're hanging around at a rendezvous point for a short time, and then suddenly this big, um, recognizable Corvette suddenly just goes into existence. Uh, the ships are invited aboard, and uh, you all get out and you get off, and the Tie Fighter is now there. It's it's in the hands of the Rebellion. Um, so what you learn mm. from the information gathered from the, the TIE fighter and also the information that Shasta has gathered is that the Rebe- the Empire had been working on cloaking technology and they'd managed to perfect it um, for radars and uh, electronic surveillance things, but they hadn't quite perfected it for um, visuals until they had found that uh, – st- what did we decide? Was Stygium. It? Stygium uh, could be used to sort of amplify the power. Um so that's what the uh, that's what the empire was working on. Now you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys get your uh, you get your five hundred thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow! I Not gonna lie, I was yeah, I fully it. expected Look, that. Cassian is a is a guy of his word. He uh, he he will kill you if he has to. But he didn't have to, and you guys did them a favor by getting. Oh, yeah. We we just delivered cl- yeah. successful cloaking yeah, technology yeah. to the alliance. Yeah, Too bad they yeah. don't do anything. So you, no, they, they <laughs> probably won't because you know bureaucracy. But um, you uh, managed to destroy the facility, and not only did you do that, you got a working sample for any rebellion scientists to work on and try and reverse engineer. I've just figured it out. Hmm. Shasta's one of those Bothan spies that dies in episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Still in the death oh, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised it took that long yeah. for clicking. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, and that's the. Don't sue us, Disney. Yay! We made it. And no one got disfigured or dismembered. Not this time. Not, not this time. Yeah, not on our team. <laughs> that, that poor, what was his name again? Captain. Captain, no Captain. Name. Captain, Captain, Captain. <laughs> All right, guys, that's, uh, that's the Star Wars Age of Rebellion. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? Oh, I don't know how we managed to wrap that up. Yeah, neither do I. Know. I. <laughs> <laughs> so far off the rails, like. Yeah, I, I'll it be. Definitely felt like we were never on the rails. Yeah, I'll be interested to sort of talk you through what I. Yeah, so that's planned. usually the first way this goes: is that the D- GM will talk us through what mm. the options were and how he expected it to go and mm. how it actually. Was. So not that way. Yeah, look, I, I suppose that just comes down to my inexperience as a DM. Like I've only DM'd. Three times now, I think, because we did the witch. No, not the witch. Uh, Pokemon, um, Bubblegum Shoe, Honey Heist. No, that Jesse did Honey Heist, and then I've only DM'd a, a, a campaign, like a short one shot for our D and D group. Yep. So I'm still quite new to all of this, and so yeah, like dealing with those, um, it, like improvising with that is is still really new to me. And I guess with these dice being able to go so fucky in terms of like yeah. threats and mm-hmm. advantages and failures and successes and all that shit, it, it, it's a lot to sort of throw on someone who is quite new. So I guess that's the only new thing I have really to add to our pizza talk, but we'll get to that. Like, um, So in terms of what I expected from the campaign, so I expected there to be a gunfight on the way out of the... Um, prison. prison. I just thought, <laughs> fuck it, let's just get combat out of the way straight away and we'll just do that. But uh, you managed to talk your way out of that and then um, do a really sick, like, you know, uh, hang 10 down uh, on a fucking dead body. So um, that, I wasn't upset by that at all. Um, then when we arrived at the lab, I'd sort of planned for two different methods, but then I sort of threw a third one in there once it sort of went a bit different. So I'd thought that when we arrived you guys would try and and stealth your way past any sort of um, uh, stormtroopers or anything. And whether that succeeded or failed would depend on um, which option you chose, whether it was the skiffs or the access tunnels. Mm -hmm. And so I'd planned for both. And so the skiffs, um, if 
anyone had been left alive or, you know, um, free when you took the skiffs, they would take, they would give chase in a skiff. Uh, and then, mm. so the, the checks that you were doing had more options for if, um, there was like pursuing skiffs. And so when, um, Gideon, you were rolling, like there was, like, I think there was a couple of failures, not failures, there was a couple of threats in there that you could still succeed, but then the threat meant that something happened to the skiff behind you or something like that. Yeah, right. So because there wasn't any pursuing skiffs, um, that tunnel was just a tunnel. It was just a tunnel, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so then there was the uh, access tunnels instead that you could have chosen to do, and um, there was some different options for the access tunnels as well. So I was just going to get you to roll like a D8, or is it a D10? I think it's a D8 uh, as you were going through the tunnels, and then there'd be different things that would have happened as a result of that. So there was like... Um, there was uh, some ranats. Is that how they say that? Ranats. Yep. Um, so there was some ranats. There was like a ranat colony that you might have encountered. There's um, instability. Space rats. Ducks. Yeah, space rats. Um, you would uh, maybe come across a, a like a crew of workers. There'd be a, an electrical hazard, uh, maintenance droids, a reactor leak. We should have done that. That's like <laughs> just a yeah, a bunch of different stuff that could have. You could have encountered if you had yeah, um, cool. if you'd gone down the access tunnels as well. When we got to it and the the combat happened there, um, I'd sort of thrown in the whole you can fight your way through if you want because I just wanted to give you that option, I guess, and it was it wasn't something that I'd thought of up until that point. In terms of when we got to the lab. Didn't expect Gideon to jump into a ship. <laughs> really? A yeah, as I, soon as you said there was a ship, I was like, oh, this was clearly made for yeah, me. Yeah. I just yeah. Didn't, yeah. You know what? I just didn't think of it. I was oh. like, oh, no, 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 they wouldn't. They wouldn't talk their way out of a ship, would they? Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> my so, highest roles are space piloting. Yeah, I know. Charms. I should have uh, I should have, I should have <laughs> seen it coming. But what I had planned for there was that you would find um, like a prototype of the, the Stygium um, cloaking core. device, mm. core, yeah, and then you would like run back to your ship, and then that would have instigated ship combat with a couple of. Oh, <laughs> thank God that didn't happen. Tie fighters. Mm -hmm. I see, yeah. um, so just to sort of so give we just, you, uh, we just circumnavigated during yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah, um, nice. So just to give you an idea, trying to spot a um, one of these tie slash PHs when they have their activated cloaking devices. Mm. Uh, is a four difficulty check to either perception or vigilance. So mm -hmm. it can be detected, but it is quite difficult. Um, and yeah, because it's still not perfect. It's still got that yeah, like yeah. that like um, that very light yeah, shimmery yeah. look. Yeah, yeah, like looking through water. That sort of ripply look. Um, and so, but once you've seen it, um, hitting it becomes a lot easier. So. Mm. So yeah, that, um, but there, that's a really cool. So this is the only thing I took that wasn't in the original core book. Everything else has come from the core book, but I wanted something a bit spicy to sort of throw in at the end there. And so these actually come from a supplementary book called Strongholds of Resistance, mm -hmm. um, which is just yeah another Age of Rebellion source book that you can get. So that's the only thing that's come from not in the main book. I do love the Tie Phantom. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty mm. sick because I was looking for something spicy and when I saw that, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's cool. You know, the original design had hyperdrives and shields yeah, on right. top of cloaking I, devices. It was fucked. ridiculous. That's fucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad they nerfed it a little bit. Um, yeah. But so that's pretty much it. Like, uh, yeah, I expected the ship combat instead, um, but that's that's fine. I'm very happy with how it turned out. I think it was really, really cool. So well done, guys. Thank mm. you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now I guess we talk about where. Now I guess we talk about where we, where the game for us sits. Mm. Coming back to it mm. a year later. Now I know some of us might have played it in between now and then. I know I have. I know Campbell, you have, and I know mm -hmm. John. We would have done a session of our game in between it. One in a year is scary and up upsetting. Yeah, my laptop's broken. Sorry, yes. folks. Jed, Jed <laughs> may have also <laughs> guest starred in one of my games yes. since then. Go, so. I did hear about this as well. So yes. we've all played it other than this <laughs> since then, except mm. maybe you will. Yeah, I haven't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no friends, I guess. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Busy, busy learning five other systems that we covered last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, Fucking hell. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess to start us off, is there any... Well, with the duties, mm. what 
How did you utilize them? I know. How did you utilize them in with the, the duties? <laughs> <laughs> with the duties. Oh, For context, guys, it is nearly one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> with the duties, yeah. where did you like? We rolled so we we you rolled at the start and yeah. it triggered yeah sneakies. So there was, a, there was a couple of different duties I was going to present to you, and they kind of all came into it at some point, even though we ultimately ended up rolling for um, Sabotage, which is Sneaky Cars 1, which kind of was done with the fire and the fuel. So. Yeah, that's what I was- But I mean, um, Cassian's, which was going to be sort of the group one, was Tech Procurement. Okay. Which yep. we did. Um, Kira's was Combat Victory, which we did. Kind of um, half. That's pretty Combat Victory to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shasta's was Intelligence, which we did. The only one we didn't get to was Gideon's, and that was the recruiting. recruiting. Yeah. Um, if anything, it was the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Made people desert. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I, I didn't have to force feed you an opportunity for sabotage. You kind of just took it when. When I saw it. When you saw it. So, um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, that's one of the good things about, I think, this system is that it does have that space for you to, like, if your players struggle with this sort of stuff mm. or if you struggle with plot hooks, to just have one. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier to generate something from a one word prompt like sabotage. Like, okay, so I know they need to do something like this. Yeah. They need to get in somewhere, destroy something, essentially. Mm. Mm. Um, which is one thing I like more. In Age of Rebellion, the duties, because the duties prompt you to action. Yeah. It's something that you have to do. Hmm. Where the obligations in Edge of the Empire is something that may or may not come up. Yeah, it's more action versus reaction. Yeah, and I find the obligations more about backstory than the current story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is why I do like duty a bit more Hmm. than the obligations. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, I think Campbell mentioned it before, the Force and Destiny Hmm. has... Morality, okay, the light yeah, and dark yeah. side stuff. Yeah, what cool. Did you want to say? Yeah, I've I've been sitting on this. Um, the the actual way all of these different systems work is really interesting because they're different for each book. Mm. So the obligation is you roll at the start of the game and you work out which obligation is going to trigger as part of whatever you're running that particular day. Um, Age of Rebellion's duty is actually more the onus is on the player to track that. Yeah. Because that builds over time. Um, Every time that they participate in that particular duty as part of the mission that they're doing, they earn points towards it. And at a certain threshold, you start cashing those in for resources for your base, better support for other missions, uh, reputation within the rebellion itself. So it sort of builds your characters up, um, like Jesse, like you said, rather than... Um, the backstories, it it, mm. it builds mm. into the campaign that you're running. Um, and the Force and Destiny morality one is just such an I- interestingly complex way of tracking what is really core in that system, which is that light side, dark side yeah. du- duality. Because mm. um, that colors what you find easier and what you find harder to do mm. with the Force. It's, it's just... I really like it. Yeah. Just, yeah. just personally. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like it. Mm. Right. Do you think it's something that... Could you have both? Could you implement both? Well, it's funny you say that because in my game that I run with Johnny, we actually... They are playing a Sith Empire campaign, which is set just before the online video game, the MMORPG, and we use all three yeah. constantly. Yeah, okay. Mm. It's a lot of work as a DM, mm-hmm. yeah, because you constantly have to go. Okay, you're going to take some light side points. You're going to shift to the dark side. There, uh, at the end of it, you go. Okay, did you do the thing that you are meant to do within the group structure? And then also at the start of the session, did your obligation trigger mm. and bring in a new plot element into this session, which you've already planned? Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot to track. Mm. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing long form campaigns, this is the Star Wars game that's been happening for. Eight years now? Yeah. Eight years now. <laughs> nice. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe it, is yeah. this the one with like a million NPCs? Yes. Yeah, this is the one yeah. where, I, where I gave all every single PC a month of in-game free roam time, forgetting that free roam is an entire fucking galaxy in Star Wars. So every planet they went to had to have like people on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think of all the planets... 
Tatooine and Balmora have mm. the most NPCs Shit. that I generated, mm. which is like about 50 per planet. Yeah, right. Then the um, rest of the galaxy is made up of about 200 people. <laughs> it's just, it's exhausting. But yeah. um, run, doing them all together is doable, but it's very, it's it's taxing. You have to mm. really know the system well. Also to add on to that, um, they discourage you from using all three in character creation because you can get extra XP or credits in exchange for upping obligation or lowering your duty or modifying your morality. Um respectively mm. uh, and if you start stacking those the system is not designed to do that and they don't they they tell you not to do that because if you start doing that you can end up with an extra like 30 xp or more um yeah, just by manipulating the, the system from, the most you can get from morality and duty is 15, 15. yep and, uh, sorry uh obligation of duty is an extra 15 which mm. an extra 30 especially at Character generation is a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah the right. only characters that get close to that much are droids. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's okay. because they get a hundred XP at the start to and, wherever. And they, they have yeah. just stats of one. Yes. Yeah. Right. Else. So okay. Sort of mm. breaks the game a little bit, or just starts you further in than you should be. Mm. Any thoughts, Johnny, on um, coming back to it, playing it again, playing it in a different structure compared to the first time? Um, well, it was fantastic coming back uh, again. Thank you for mm. having me. Ah, I love the role of Gideon. Um, <laughs> we love We Gideon. all love yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> that old senile bastard. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, He's in his 30s, guys. Um, well, it's, it's Sorry to any 36-year-olds out there currently crying in their bed. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah, 35. <laughs> <laughs> I said 36. Oh, yeah, life, true, life, you've got one more year and then go. life is and over. It's downhill. <laughs> yeah, no, I much preferred the, uh, the duty in terms of gameplay. Hmm. Uh, whereas, like was discussed, the obligation was more of a story sort of driven narrative, which is fine as well. It depends what sort of campaign you want. Um, but ultimately, it was the same game, same system. Like, it was nice to have a different DM and different adventure, mm. which is always good. But no, I was just happy to be doing it again. Like, it's been a, you know, quite a while. Very rusty. Yeah. yeah. It, we all, I feel like we all kind of felt that. I definitely was even rusty just podcasting ability. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> how many times does it take you to start a song? Uh, listen to the first episode <laughs> ending and you'll find out. Um, <clears throat> um, I find it funny that we ragged so much on the fact that warfare wasn't in the core rule. <laughs> yeah. did not use, didn't it, use it at once. all. <laughs> yeah. That's just embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we are uh, to rate um, yeah. Age of Rebellion specifically. Mm. So, out of five, and you can do 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7, whatever, hmm. how, out of five pizza slices, we're going to rate it. So, Campbell, do you want to start us off, please, with an out of five? Out of five for Age of Rebellion specifically? Yes. Um, I, I would give Age of Rebellion specifically about a four to 4.5, simply because there are significant elements, particularly with the Force, that they just hadn't developed yet, yep. and there are people who want to play that but yeah. in the sort of rebellion setting like luke skywalker mm. um for whom that won't cater to that being said i'm just going to say it i rate the entire trilogy at a five yeah yeah mm. it is interesting that you say that because it feels like um when you think about like star wars you my mind automatically goes to the jedi and that sort of whole thing and so it's interesting that the first book they bring out is the underworld sort of stuff. The mm. second one they bring out is the Rebellion. Then the third one they bring out is all the Jedi stuff. Mm. feels like that that people would have been sort of almost clamouring for a Jedi book straight up. Yeah. Um, Apparently yeah. the thinking behind it was they wanted to really get the Force and Jedi st uh, system right. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to test it with lower, um, sort of lower, not stress, but lower... Party is the wrong word too. Low stakes. It's it's late. Yeah. 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 Low stakes. Low low stakes. Yeah. 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 So okay. See how it holds up and then start developing it from there. Yeah. I mean, they released the Force and Destiny as a beta before they actually officially yeah. released it and took feedback and erated it for a good year. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. so after mm. that point. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Sorry. Jet. Yes. Out of five pizza slices, where do you sit? Age of Rebellion. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say three point eight. Okay, and that's purely based on playing as a melee brawler. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Completely. Mm. Completely like, respectable. Yeah. 
in a sci-fi setting, melee brawler just... It's harder to make work. It, it's harder to make work. It just doesn't quite click. I mean, you know, awesome moments. Mm. Awesome, fun, fun moments. But I feel like they were fewer and far between. Mm. Yeah. Whereas through no fault of anyone else, you know, Gamble, so much he can do. Yeah. So much. And, you know, and yeah. in a sci fi setting, the computers and. Yeah, yeah exactly. And mm. Starfighter, you know, same thing. And, and, and just and being roguey, sneaky in a rebellion sort of thing. Setting. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Whereas, yeah, being the brawler, it just. And again, it's it different. felt limiting. Yeah, mm. and it's different from a Jedi as well because Jedi have the entire force behind them, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, in terms of flavor text, um, yeah, exactly. There's much more mythos and and everything behind that that you can bring to it as opposed to I swing an axe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I'm not to say that the, you know, the isn't in, yeah, well, not to say that it isn't enjoyable because you know surf the body that yeah. was great, you know. <laughs> but those sort of moments, I did feel I had to push for. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, that's fair. I think that's fair. Mm. Yeah. Johnny? Um, I was going to give it a five, but having just listened to that, I think we're going to bring it down to a four. Uh, and that's strictly because, well, like Jet was just saying, you know, it can be limiting. Uh, but I'm giving it such a high rating because I think it's just such an easy system to use. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to be massively into the tabletop genre to understand the core rules, the, the dice, what you need, mm. what's happening. I think it's pretty self-explanatory and easy enough to use, and that's why I give it such a high rating. Yep. Yeah, fair. Mm. Well, um, I think Age of Rebellion specifically, I think, is going to get a lower score from me than Edge of the Empire did. I think I rated it as a four when we did our ratings um, in the Witcher season. Uh, and so I think Age of Rebellion is going to get a 3.5 for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just because... From a DM's perspective. Yeah, from a DM's perspective. Um, maybe that's just because I I personally gravitate to more stories of like skullduggery and underworld shit than I do to, you know, heroic rebellion stuff. Because like planning this session, I so often I sort of was thinking, oh, I could do this, I could do this. And I was like, no, wait, that's more of an Edge of the Empire thing. And so sure. having to come up with something that was themed around rebellion when this is something I just sort of gravitate to naturally. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was tricky in that well, sense. I, I would also say it's probably tricky to further the plot mm. that we that had we started in Edge of Empire, Edge of Empire very yeah. underworld based to Absolutely. then move into the rebellion thing. Yeah. And forced Campbell into being captured. Yeah. That we were saving him. Yeah. Uh, Andor was there as mm. a tie into the rebellion as well. And so I guess that's probably that's probably what I struggled with the most actually is how do I get these characters who are so underworld focused to not, not necessarily care about the rebellion, but be willing to actively take part in something that is going to benefit the rebellion. Mm. And um, so that's why I gave you all half a million credits. So you're <laughs> yeah. welcome. You're welcome. You. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess, and again, yeah, from a DM perspective as opposed to a player's perspective, this is a tricky system. Those yep. dice, which I loved when we played it, mm-hmm. you hate as a DM. hate as a DM. It's hard. You really have them. to think. Yeah. So I think I'm even going to go a little bit lower. I think I'm going to go three, like a flat three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting because I, whatever my rating was originally, which I mm. think it was four point five. Yeah. I think I'm going to put it at Age of Rebellion at four point six. Yeah. Okay. Because <clears throat> two reasons. Yep. Warfare skill yep. is, I think Johnny can attest to this, is probably our most used skill. Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah in, in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And two, um, I think you can get obligation in the game without using the obligation system. Yeah. Duty is a push-forward focus that Campbell, yeah. that Campbell said rewards the players for actively participating sure. in yeah. their allotted roles mm-hmm. or their, their des- designated roles, which they choose. Yeah. So I just think that it's a better motivator mm. than an obligation which you can get with good with like good character creation and good storytelling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, obligation gives you mechanical benefits such as experience and character creation and stuff like that. But I I just think the duty is better. Yeah. So fair. For 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 the job it intends to do, I think duty just succeeds where obligation sort of it's obligation does succeed, just not as well as duty does. Yeah. So absolutely. that's why I'm just giving it an extra one point. So No, fair enough. So I think Age of Rebellion actually sits lower than Empire, Edge of Empire, with a three, a three point eight, 
a 4.5 and a 4.5 and a 4.6. It's a, it'd be about the same, Roughly but slightly same. lower. Yeah, yeah slightly yeah. lower, mm. which doesn't surprise me mm. because I also feel like we, it is a bit of a hangover of coming back to it a year later and, and yeah. also trying to tie in a underworld story into a rebellion story. Yeah, possibly. Maybe if we'd started with completely new characters, I would feel a bit more positively about it because yeah. maybe it would be easier to then go, okay, cool, yeah, everyone loves the rebellion. Everyone we're in the rebellion. Yeah, yeah we're in the rebellion. rebellion. We're doing something like that. So um, yep. maybe that's... What has impacted my score, but yep. yeah. I'm interested to see if we do end up doing a third Star Wars season mm. on Force and Destiny, what I do with that. Because yeah. part of me is like- That's you, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I'm thinking like, I'm, the only idea I've had so far is we jump like 20 years forward yeah. and, you're, and you're all like old dudes at college and that college is the- Luke Skywalker it's like Jedi Academy school, it's and it's like you're all in Jedi Academy but you're like 40 yeah. <laughs> but because you all realise you're full sensitive yeah. and Luke doesn't give a fuck like yeah come on let's go I mean if we're all 40 Gideon would be like 50 I think that's a good place yeah. uh, thank you so much guys for coming thank back you. and celebrating yeah. thank with you. us and thank you both and particularly thank you yes, Will thank you thank you I appreciate it um, we should probably announce our next season yes However, and cut this out, we still haven't heard back from Felicia, so I don't know. No, so I think we just go with what the next planned one is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So our next planned season, now we might have something in between now and mm, then, yeah. which we're still working on, but our next but planned- as of today. As of today, our next planned season is Avatar, the last airbender, the new Kickstarter game. Mm which just is about to be released. Yep. I got an email yesterday saying your PDF will be ready for download soon. Yep. yep. And then they will be also shipping us out, our physical copies of that. So mm. I am very excited. I'll be DMing that season. Mm-hmm. Um, Earth Kingdom all the way, baby. <laughs> he bends rocks. <laughs> he does. The constipated yep. kingdom. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys. We will see you next season for Avatar. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Tabletop unknown